Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour me a piping glass of pour Poland. some Poland Springs on me. Will this all fit in here? Oh, I'm gonna risk it. I'm living on the edge. Well, we're back again, guys. Uh, one week after the cart collector special. I don't know how you feel about that, Jake, but I'm still coming down off that high. Woo! Woo! Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> sound like Mario crying. for a bit woo! there. Woo! Woo! <laughs> no, <Clipping> I. The mic. <laughs> I totally am feeling that too because I know we were talking about it earlier. It feels very refreshing to come back to our standard format after, especially two guest spots in a row. Yeah, this is the first time in three weeks that just you and I have recorded. I almost forgot how to do it. Right. <laughs> I almost forgot how to start the show. I'm like, wait, what are we called again? But- I think, I, I really think it's going to benefit us to have guests on the show, not only for something new and to, to have another voice, but to refocus us on our standard shows once right. the time comes. Right. Yeah. These can be more focused than the guest shows because you know we you and i we we came up with this format so we we want to adhere to it and stick to it very closely whereas our guests they're going to stray a little bit more from that format which is fine there's nothing wrong with that it's nice but it just makes you appreciate the standard format that we come back to again Mm -hmm. and i hope you guys did enjoy those um at at this point we either joe or i haven't touched or editing uh valentine's day special or Or the the car car yeah we have not but i feel like they're going to be very entertaining. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, so let us know. Hope you, what guys, you guys enjoyed. Think. Yeah, please. We're getting into February now. Indeed. Uh, you, well, you and I are getting into February, but the listeners are probably getting. They're in, in March right they're, now. Yeah, they're just about into March. February is that pesky 28 day month. Yep. Uh, so has anything happened to you? Anything notable? Anything worth mentioning since? Since, geez, yeah, three weeks, really, because we haven't really talked right. about that. Right. I mean, we recorded the Car Collectors episode less than a week ago. Right. But we haven't really talked about, like, has anything happened in, like, three weeks? Yeah, yeah. Not really. Um, I did file my taxes, and, I mean, as fun as that could be, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of cash back, so that's cool. But... There's some new law or something about an earned income credit. I don't know what that is, but apparently I qualified for it, so I have to wait until the last week of February in order to get it. So at least it's coming. At least hey, it's coming. it'll be there eventually. Yeah, it'll be here. You'll have it by the time this airs. Yep. Now, uh, Michaela and I are just finishing up filing ours, and uh, things didn't go super favorable for us this year because. Um, of our work situation and things like that, we we made more than they were taking from us, so we owe some money. But that's life. It happens to everyone, and we are working on figuring out why that happened and what we can do to prevent that from happening in the future. And that's all you can really do. Right. So that's the best attitude yeah. to look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and I just I was just telling her, I'm like, it's just a year. It's just one year. We got tons of other years. We'll figure it out. Things will be all right. It's not that much. That's you true. know, it's not that big a deal. Very in, in the grand scheme of things, it could be much worse. So, in speaking of speaking of the grand scheme of things, and things being much worse, something terrible's happened. What? Something really bad has happened. I'm being in a your little life. Yes, I'm being a little bit dramatic, but <laughs> what my, happened? My mouse, my my Corsair, this one here. Oh yeah. I'm returning it. What happened? Ah, it's a sad story. Um. Well. 
I think I've talked about it on the show before that I got a different mouse for Christmas. I got the mobile one that had a bunch of buttons. Yes, yes. It had like 20 buttons on the mouse. And I didn't end up liking it. So I swapped it for this current one that I have. It's a Corsair M65 Pro. And for the most part, I really, really, really love this mouse. As much as I love this mouse, and I mean, I do love it. I mean, I like it probably more than like any other mouse that I've ever used. It's a great mouse. The textures on it are great. The buttons are good. The tactile click yeah. the button. Everything is great. It's an awesome little mouse. The only area that it suffers in is the software side of things. The Corsair application, it's called the Corsair Utility Engine or something like that. It's, it's Q for short. Yeah. It's horrible. Okay, because my um, Corsair Mechanical Keyboard right now, before I downloaded that software to like choose how much it glows and like yeah. the function of that it would just glow red and I could change the brightness. That's exactly what I wanted. As soon as I downloaded that, it made it so that I had to have these like weird, like um, glow <laughs> Wave, patterns. Yeah. And it's waving right now and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, it's so annoying. Mine's My situation is a little bit worse in that the the software will tell me that my mouse is malfunctioning. It will like tell me that there's an error with the mouse and it will stop working. Like mm -hmm. it'll just... Well, the mouse won't move anymore. There's no functionality there. And it will happen 10 times a day. I just, uh, and to fix it, all I have to do is restart the Q software and then it works until it glitches out and happens again. So I don't think there's anything physically wrong with the mouse because I've done research and tons of other people have the same issue. Yeah. So it's something with their software and this mouse right now that's causing issue. And I don't want to hang on to a mouse if it's just going to stop working in the middle of using it. Will it work without the software? It will, but this button doesn't work. Oh. These things don't do anything. This this mouse, unlike a lot of other gaming mice, doesn't have any onboard memory. Oh. Um, Razer mice, for example, they have onboard memory, so you can configure it on your home computer and then if you're on the go on your laptop and plug it in it will remember the settings you set on your home computer yeah this won't this depends on the software to be configured mm. so it loses functionality when there's no software there to back it whereas with like a razor mouse you could set it once then uninstall the software and the mouse would remember what it was supposed to do oh that's pretty cool so i didn't realize that sadly i am gonna have to return it I really love Corsair as a brand. They make great stuff. I mean, this is the best build quality mouse I've ever had. It's just their software department's lacking. We, we've talked them up quite a bit until I, this they, point. Well, they're, they're great. And yeah. I still want to talk them up because I think they've got amazing customer service. I think they they take their products are all awesome. Uh, and, you know, they, they listen to their customers, which I think is very important of any good company. But... Until they figure out their software issues, I think I'm just going to stay away from their mice. Yeah. Um, the keyboard, I haven't had any issues with the software at all. It never malfunctions. It works great. So I'm going to keep the keyboard. But the mouse is being returned, and I've already picked out a replacement. I'm going to go with a Logitech. You can't go wrong with Logitech mice. Oh, yeah, for real. They've been in the mouse game for a very long time. And there's a YouTuber, uh, Rocket Jump Ninja. And he does mice review, headsets reviews, a bunch of gaming peripherals. He's been professionally playing Quake for the last 18 years. 
Wow. So he knows his way around a mouse because that type of game in arena FPS is very, very mouse dependent. Yeah, You have to be accurate. So he does the best mouse reviews that I've ever seen. He goes over every aspect of these things. And his number one rated mouse right now is a Logitech 403, I think is what it's called. I think that's the I just I was just did research on this today, so I can't remember exactly and I don't want to say and be wrong. But it's a very, very good mouse. Um, there's no issues with it, there's no like glitches or bugs or anything. He uses it as a daily mouse, so he would be able to tell if there was any like software bugs or anything I should know about. And it's a dollar cheaper than this Corsair mouse was. Huh. So I'm returning it, getting that, and I'll see how that goes. It is going to be a bummer because I've got a Corsair mouse mat, Corsair keyboard, Corsair computer case, right. <laughs> and I'm going to have a Logitech mouse. That aesthetic. But eh, I'd rather have a working no. mouse than you the gotta same be practical. brand. Exactly. Practicality is number one. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing that's happened in the last week for me. Yeah. Other than that my car the other day driving down the highway was like running really rough. Really? And like, Man, you always have something new wrong with that thing. I have had some, I always have something wrong with every car that I've ever owned. It's no specific brand. I just have the worst luck with cars. That is weird. Normally I'd say, yeah, they're just a crappy driver. But I know in your case, that's not, that's not the case because you're a big car person and you treat vehicles right. So it really is just like a case of bad luck for you right well i mean i can't say that i've treated every car right because as a teenager not the first car (laughs) you're gonna be stupid um i was pretty i was pretty rough on my dodge intrepid and that's probably part of the reason that the tranny went and i was pretty rough on the saturn not as rough as the intrepid because i started to learn but my honda and my subaru i have been i have been really good on i mean this is coming from a guy who has been pulled over more than 10 times in the seven years that he's been driving. I've been pulled over more than 10 times. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been pulled over in my Subaru. And I was only pulled over once in my Honda and it was for a headlight or something like that. It wasn't even because I was driving recklessly. So I've I've learned. I, th- I like to think I'm more responsible. You know where the cops are. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've figured out where they sit. No, but... My car was like jumpy and it was almost acting like it was losing power or the clutch was slipping or something. So I was freaking out. So I get to work and I did a ton of research on my phone immediately because if this was something major, I wanted to have it taken care of. Right. And everything was pointing towards something small, like it was a mass airflow sensor or a knock sensor or something like that. So I ordered a mass airflow sensor because that's one of the first things that they say you should either clean or replace. And I know that's never been replaced on this car, so I figured I might as well replace it. Mm-hmm. 90 bucks, Not the worst, not the best. It's pretty expensive for a sensor. So I order it. I you know stay at work the rest of the day, do my thing, leave work to drive home. Flawless. Car never jumped, never skipped a beat, ran perfectly. It's been like two or three days now since that happened, and my car has run 100% fine. No yeah. issues. So it was just a fluke. So now I've got the mass airflow sensor, and I'm returning it. Yeah. That's that. Gotta love cars. <laughs> right. I know. Part of me is like, you might as well freaking change it, you know? But then, you know. It's $90. You're, bucks. $90. you're right. That if, is if pretty that sensor, If that sensor's fine, then I don't want to spend $90 to replace it if it's right. okay. Right. So Amazon's return is free, and I've never opened it, so it's not like I need to repackage it. It's just printing a label, sticking it on it, and dropping it off at UPS, which I drive by on my way to and from work every day. So. Right. 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I probably I probably would do the same thing after thinking about it. Yeah. Anything else for you other than taxes go down since three weeks ago? Not really. I'm just, I'm still... Going with the flow? Still going with the flow. I mean, seriously, if I'm not working, sleeping, or eating, I'm either watching Black Mirror on Netflix or doing something with this show. Yeah. So, and I kind of like my life like that where I can expect what's going to happen. I don't mind change. It's not that I'm a, I'm afraid of Right, right. I'm no, you're just scared. Yeah, you you like I'm not a scared of change. <laughs> you just like predictability and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I think we all do. Yeah. And I think we're going to get to that a little bit later with our for our discussion topic, but I'll I'll save that for the end. But Ooh, yeah. Ooh, a little sneak peek. Yeah, yeah. I so nothing new has really happened. I'm just uh enjoying enjoying life casually right now nothing wrong with that yeah sounds like it's about time to go to tech let's do it this week for our tech segment we're going to be talking about services that we used as kids or maybe not as kids but um in the past that have been shut down that we wish hadn't been. been And, and I'm excited to talk about this. Me too. Um, Nostalgia is always fun to talk about. Yes, you brought it up. Joe brought up uh, all the topics this week. They were so good, and I've been so pumped. I got some notes here. Uh, totally prepared for this one. Again. Been prepared so, for weeks. Yeah, I'm so excited. Not since yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As usual. Right. So uh, what do you got? Do you got anything good that well, you used to use? I was thinking, all right, and there's only one thing that I really used a lot as a kid that I kind of miss, and it has a lot of nostalgia tied to it, and that's LimeWire. Yeah. Because I used to use that all the time. I remember, uh, you know, being an awkward teenager downloading Weird Al's MP3s (laughs) off of my grandmother's computer. You could never know if it was actually (laughs) going to be what it was titled. Well, I remember feeling like I was really knowledgeable about that because you can look and you could look into the info or whatever and there was tell. a way you you could kind of tell if it was right, le- more right. likely to be legit or not yeah, I, I I'm able to do that nowadays with uh oh crap I've walked myself into a corner here with legal torrents Ooh. <laughs> legal. <Arr. laughs> no but yeah there are ways you can tell you can look at a file or look at a torrent name and kind of tell right out of the gate. Should I be downloading this? Should I not be? It's pretty easy to tell. And, you know, I was thinking of this. This is sidetracking already, but yay. You know, that's what we're known for. Woohoo! Pirating, when it comes to music, I feel like it's not even a bad thing. But it is. But I think it's because we're in our cars and we're listening to radio. And it's free. It's just that with music, you're supposed to pay to be able to listen to it whenever you want to. Right. With music, I'm sorry, with movies and video games, it's not like it's being broadcast to you for free. Right. Well, the radio isn't technically free either. You pay for it with your time listening to ads. Well, yeah, but you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's... Minor that's, details. You know. All so, right. And, so that's what I was thinking. Like, I, didn't, I never felt like I was breaking the law. Right. You didn't feel LimeWire. guilty. No, I didn't. See, and that's funny because back when LimeWire was popular, I was of the mindset that nothing should be downloaded illegally. Like, I was, like, so, like, no, even music. I should pay for every single song that I want. Right. And 
I never really listened to music a whole lot because it was either radio or pay to download it. There wasn't really any streaming services. I mean, what was there? There was... When did iTunes come on, come in the game? It was pretty early. Right, but even iTunes, you had you could listen to 30-second samples or buy the song. Yeah. And I didn't have money to be spending on music, so I, I only pretty much listened to what I could get my hands on on CDs, yep. what people would burn me, uh, radio, that type of thing. Um, and it's funny to see how the tables have kind of turned a little bit, whereas I'm a little looser with uh tor- t- torrenting and downloading things and you aren't of that mindset anymore no no like i couldn't download a movie or download a game and feel good about it i see and it's actually <laughs> kind of funny because it's starting to come full circle i'm getting back to the point where i don't like pirating games anymore like i used to pirate games a lot like i always had a torrent going of you know, a new game that I wanted to play or something like that. And I think it was because the age I was, I wasn't making money. I didn't have money to spend on games, but I still wanted to play them. So I torrented them. And now I'm to the point where I do have the money to spend and I can spend the money and I want to support the developers of the game because now I know how much work something like that takes working as a programmer and seeing how much goes into planning something that's functional is just mind-blowing so i don't don't want to rip them off i i appreciate indie devs i appreciate developers of all kinds i don't really support big companies like ea and uh ubisoft and companies like that but that's not the developer of the game i you know i like supporting the developers Mm -hmm. and by paying for it you're showing your support right and you're basically funding them um to make up for their losses right and or a sequel if you really love the game yeah and it's funny that we brought this up i know i mentioned it just the other day in our group chat with jake jacob and tyler i mentioned the neverhood yeah i I never even heard of that game. it's an old game from the 90s that ea put out it's a point and click uh adventure game but it's unique in that it's claymation the whole game is is done with clay wow it's so cool and i played it when i was younger it's it's an adult game but I, it was easy enough that I could play when I was younger and it has a cult following. It's one of those type of deals where there's a very strong cult following for it and a lot of people who love it, but there's no way to buy it legally right now. It's Hmm. owned by EA. The rights are, they don't sell it digitally. Uh, it's not produced anymore, so you can't buy it that way. There's no legal way to get it, but I feel bad about, there are, there are torrents for it available. I could easily pirate it, but I feel bad. Because the guy who made this, I have a lot of respect for him. There aren't other claymation games out there. The thing is, though, if there's no way for you to give him money for it right now, then you shouldn't feel bad about downloading it to play it. And this is coming from me. Oh, I know. So just whenever it becomes available to purchase, just buy it. And then you're good. Yeah. And I know that they're uh gog good old games they have a wait is that actually yeah. what it stands for yeah good, oh good old games cool i thought that was just you for a minute I no that was like, oh, no good that, one, joe yeah no that's what it stands for um i'm not clever <laughs> they have a page on their website it's like a game wish list where the community can submit games they want to see on gog and then other people can upvote those and the most requested games they work on trying to get on gog and the neverhood is like in the top 30 oh so it's only a matter of time then it's only a matter of time i think uh, eventually it will be available digitally it's just a waiting game Mm -hmm. um 
and I don't really want to wait because I really want to play it. I remember it being a lot of fun. I never beat it because I was young and I didn't have a great attention span. So it's not a game I ever beat. So I would love to play that out thoroughly. I download it for real. Yeah. I'm dead serious. It was full of, just buy it when it comes. It was full of available. quirks and great little things. Like there was a hall in the game, you uh, like a building you could walk in, and there was it was just like your dude walks in the building it's it was 2d like it was plat side scrolling but okay. it was clay so it was 3d it was cool for the time it came out in the 90s so that type of graphic style was very original uh-huh. and um you walk into a hall and your dude walks in on the in the left of the frame and the only way for you to walk is either back out of the hall or to the right so you walk to the right and when he walks off the right of the screen and comes back on the left the hall looks exactly the same again So you can either go back the way you went or keep walking. And if you keep walking, to get to the end of the hall, you have to walk through that screen like a hundred times. Wow, that's weird. And and there's there's a note at the end of the hall with like secret information that makes part of the game easier. Oh. And the only way you know it's there is if you stick it out and walk through this hall 100 times and then 100 times back. No fast travel or anything because oh, this is a game word. from the 90s. So it would take you like 20 to 30 minutes to see this little snippet of information at the end of the hall. And I remember thinking that was so cool when I was a kid that, oh, man, if I just if cool. I take my time and walk all the way to the end, I'll get to find some secret information. And yeah, I miss it. I miss it. It's, I guess it kind of goes with what we're talking about for tech. Things that used to be around that aren't it anymore. It does. And I can't access it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it falls into that category. Well, you say that you think that it is still relating to tech. And, of course, it is because it's a video game. But in my racking my brain, trying to figure out other things that I used to do or play online or anything tech-related that I miss... I couldn't really think of anything else, but I did think of trading cards. The the whole like feel about uh, trading cards at recess. Uh, I remember when Pokemon was a huge thing. I comp- I loved it. All yeah. Right? And I just remember one day on the at recess, I had a like a holographic Machamp. He Ooh. was he was a rare. Yep. Right. And some guy walked up to me, and was like, hey, I'll give you three diamonds, which are is are the uncommons. I don't know if it still is, but it was. So I'll give you three diamonds for that star. And the way I processed the information, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. I'll give him one rare for three uncommons. I, I think that's a good trade. And then as soon as we did the trade, he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and <walked laughs> off and I was like, oh, no. Uh. How old were you at the time? <laughs> oh, geez. I was probably like... Uh, I was probably third or fourth grade because I know I was definitely at Bloomfield, which is second through fourth in this town. Uh, and then another, oh, and then in fifth grade, and then in fifth grade, there was this one kid who I was kind of acquaintances with. He was like kind of one of the cool kids, but he would always get into trouble, kind of a class clown too. And he asked one of the one other kid to like look through his Pokemon cards, right? So he was looking through his cards and I saw him pull the slickest move ever and, like, use one of his fingers to, like, slide a holographic Charizard under his sleeve. And I was like, oh. I, I gasped a little it. bit. Oh. I, knew, I, was, I was like, why would you do that? I didn't actually say that, but I, I looked at him, and then, like, he looked at me, he noticed that I noticed, and he's like, he just, like, gave me a glare, like, don't say anything. 
What did you do? I think to this day I'm like I wish I said something. You or, never said. I didn't, say, I didn't know this. You kid. scumbag. If, if that kid was my friend, I think I would have been more likely to say something. But I should like, I should have at least been like, hey, um, I won't say his name, but I would I would have I should have went to that guy who stole it and was like, hey, you need to give that back, or I will tell. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell on you. Because that's wrong. A <laughs> little bit. Little yeah. bit. I can't say that I would have done much different as a kid. You know, you, you feel like you're scrutinized more, right? And so. I didn't because, like I said, he was he was more like how he was higher on the social chain than right, I was, right? Yeah. And then uh, one more thing about trading cards. Right after Pokemon went out, Yu-Gi-Oh came in, and I rode the Yu-Gi-Oh train for a little while. Pokemon never really went out, though, did it? It didn't. I think it became uncool for a little while because Yu-Gi-Oh! was the next big thing. Yeah. But, you know, it kept going. I know the monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh! were, like, They were more, darker. like, more like grown-up kid right. kind of feeling. They they definitely figured out the age group of the people who played Pokemon and were like, let's adapt to them as they right. grow older, right. right? So I do have one more little anecdote to talk about with Yu-Gi-Oh! to... Uh, I always talk about how I was like a loser kid and I had no girlfriends, right? So this won't come as a surprise to you. Fifth grade, right? Here's the scene. It's recess. It's a nice, bright, sunny day. Picture it, folks. Picture it. It's nice and warm, cool breeze, right? All the cool kids are playing football over on the far side of the field. All the geeks are... Walking around with Yu-Gi-Oh cards in their hands just looking for a fight. This sounds like the beginning of like... Uh, what's that nerd kid book? Uh, I don't know, man. Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Yeah, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I don't know how the heck... We... I don't know how you knew that. Yeah, but... that's weird. Anyway, continue. Uh, and there was this one kid who was uh, one year younger than me. So, wow. It was sixth grade. I was a sixth grader doing this. <laughs> that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, and he was, like, annoying this girl. And I thought I would be, like, a white knight and be like, oh, man, I'm going to... I'm going to tell him to knock it off to make myself look super cool and grown up. So I go over to him and just like, hey, leave her alone. And he said, make me. Oh. And I said, maybe I will. <laughs> and we whipped out Yu-Gi-Oh decks. <laughs> no way. And right, I'm, I'm dead serious. This, this actually happened. We whipped out Yu-Gi-Oh decks and dueled and played a Yu-Gi-Oh game. I don't believe this. I'm, this doesn't sound... I told this to Adria, and I don't think she didn't believe it, but she was like, you are such a nerd. And uh, I won, if if that matters at all. And then I looked <laughs> hey, around, and I'm like, oh, the girl wasn't even there. She, she probably, yeah, she's probably, she probably like, walked off like, what? This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what losers. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't want either of them now. What did the, what did the kid do that you beat? Oh man! Was he like Nothing. you bested me, and he'd walk off? He or... was. Uh, it was. It was kind of a similar situation to that. He was just like whatever, and he just he just walked away. Yeah, like there was no physical <laughs> confrontation. It was just a Yu-Gi-Oh duel. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's so funny. <laughs> and I swear, like all of that, all of that is true. That happened, and every time I think about it, I'm just like, wow, like. <laughs> No wonder. What's what's no so great wonder. is that you both knew that what had to happen. You had to whip out your Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Because like, that was like the thing for at least a, <laughs> for at least a couple months. Like oh, everyone man. who played Yu-Gi-Oh had a Yu-Gi-Oh deck, and we kind of knew who had Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So I, I think that was part of it too. 
Like we both knew that we collected. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, I always felt gypped. Not, not really gypped, but like I, I felt like I missed. You know, if I'd been born like three or four years earlier, man, I feel like you definitely missed the prime. I was raised in the perfect, perfect year. For Pokemon You cards. really were. You really were. I never collected them. I was, you know, by the time I was old enough to be interested, they were fade, They had faded out. Mm-hmm. So I never really got that experience. And, you know, I mean, obviously nothing I can do about it. But I I love I love Pokemon. I still love I play the games. You know, I love them. Oh, yeah, them. me too. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like I missed that as a kid. And it's kind of a bummer. So I'm glad that you got to experience it. Oh, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't have very much. I didn't have very much money at all because I didn't have an allowance or anything. Yeah. But whenever I'd go into like, I remember going into Mister Paperback back when it was in business, uh, occasionally because that's not a regular a store you regularly go into. No. Well, it was for me. My mom went in all the time. Oh yeah. I had to tag along, so I went in P- Mister Paperback quite a bit actually. Yeah. So I, knew I remember all the going that in there, there and everything. And uh, I'd ask my grandmother or something if I could get a pack of Granny, Pokemon Can I have some Pokemon cards? <laughs> Come on, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, man. Real quick story. I know we've been talking about this for a little while. But one time I saved up a ton of money. My mom even remembers this story because she felt so bad for me. I saved up like $50. We went to Toys R Us, which we never went to. Wow. And... I went in and I was planning on buying a box of Pokemon cards. With 50 bucks? That would get it you w- quite a bit of cards. Yeah. That was it, quite a bit. Yeah. I was going to get a whole booster box or whatever How of Pokemon cards. How much was a pack? Cards. I can't remember. No. I didn't really have an idea of value back yeah, then because I right. didn't have money. Right, right. Um, and I got this box of cards and it seemed like a really good deal. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I can't. This was a lot cheaper than I thought it was. Got to the car and opened it. And it, it wasn't actual playing cards. Oh. It was it was Pokemon cards, but they weren't the actual playing cards. There were some other like they were just picture cards. What? I was I was so bummed. Did you, you have no? Did idea. you return it? No. Why? Well, <laughs> basically, this is gonna be bad. Basically, you don't have to say no. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't say. Okay. But it just didn't happen, and that's why my mom and I both remember it because it was just like oh, really. Wanna, it was. A, it was probably <laughs> one of the biggest bummers of my childhood. That day, that moment when 50 I realized bucks is a lot to a kid. It was a ton of money, and I didn't get what I wanted, which I, <laughs> it was sad. What about you? I know you talked about the Neverhood. Was that was that what the title was? Yes, the Neverhood. But that actually wasn't even one of the things that I have written down here. Oh. Um, the first one I've got written down, and I'm sure you've heard about it uh, through like Facebook or something like that. Club Penguin is shutting so, down. Did you play that? Yes, I was in the prime for Club. You Penguin. were. Yes, you were. When I was eight to ten years old, Club Penguin was the coolest thing. Like you could have a, like, I don't, and it sounds, it sounds stupid, but like you could travel. It was like my first, it was like my first MMO. Yeah. Basically. I mean, it was a big, it was a big world. You could travel around and they had mini games and different quests to try to complete. And you could buy a house and like get furniture and decorate it. I remember the games were kind of fun because 
I was too old for Club Penguin at that point. Yep. But I remember like logging on to see what it was like, and I would play some like game about like catching fish. Yes. And yep. Making pizzas. Yep. Making pizzas. That was a yeah. good one. That's it. Uh, it showed like ingredients that had to be on a pizza, and you had to put them on the pizza before it rolled off the tray yeah. at the end. <laughs> they had fun. Yeah. Mini there, games. there was a lot of fun mini games in there. So you know, it was a blast. It was one of the first games that I played that had like a monthly subscription where you could be like a premium penguin or something like that. And... Oh, you got a premium outfit on. Yeah. Right. So, cool. Yeah. Exactly. That yeah. type of stuff. And I I loved my penguin account. And, um, they had like, they'd have like free events that would go on and whenever there was like a holiday or anything, they would have items you could get and wear on your penguin. And it was just, it was a blast. It was my equivalent of Pokemon. I almost said RuneScape. I used to play play RuneScape too. Oh, you did? Um, that came after I played, I never played old RuneScape. I played new RuneScape, which is a big difference between the two. Um, I was too 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 young at the time for old RuneScape, but yeah, Disney announced last month that they're closing, or yeah, last month end of January January that they are closing down Club Penguin. That's too bad because I feel like even today, like a lot of young it's kids still popular. Really love There's still game, a lot of people so I, on it. So why would they close it down? They're greedy. It's not making as much money, so <sighs> they have stupid. no need for it. They're focusing it towards a mobile app that's most likely going to be pay to play or pay to win. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Quick question. Was it always Disney? No. I didn't think so. When I played it, it was Club Penguin owned. Club yeah, it Penguin was just owned, their it, own thing. Yep, it was its own thing. And right about around the time that I was getting done is when Disney bought it. And it changed completely. Like, they made it a cash grab. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. No, yeah, it, it was not what it was. It was it was about the money more than anything. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't really miss it. But now that I know that it's shutting down, I'm like, right. man, because you I'm before miss there that. was like, not that you ever really would, but in the back of your mind, you're always like, I could always log in, right, and just like reminisce. And the thing is, is now that I know it's shutting down, I'm probably gonna go make a new account yeah, and reminisce like, one last time, right? Because they ha- mo- the map is basically unchanged. They've added stuff, but for the most part, the map is still the map, and you know, the game's still the game, and I'm gonna miss it. I remember. Uh, one of the one of the funniest thing or one of the great things in that game was that there was an iceberg you could travel to that was disconnected from the main Club Penguin Island, and there was nothing on it. But there were always rumors that if enough penguins stood on one side of the iceberg, it would flip over. Oh my! And it's obviously it wasn't real. It would never flip over. But so you'd always see people there. There was always a ton of people there, and they would always be clustered on one side. And then there'd be like one penguin on the other side typing something <laughs> like, "Hey, hey, hey look at me, I'm stopping it," and yeah. some like snobby little kid like that. But I guess as like a last hurrah, they added in a feature where the iceberg would tip. Like they just did this last month. After like ten or twelve years of Club Penguin being around, they made it so that if there were enough penguins on one side of the island and they were dancing. That's cool. The island would flip over. And I saw a video on YouTube. It flipped. And the underside of it was like a huge dance floor. And like speakers came out and like like started blasting music. And it like turned into a sweet techno dance party. And all the kids that were on, like they started typing, we did it. We finally flipped the iceberg. And it uh, it mourned my heart. A part of me was like, yes, it flipped. Because I remember being like, someday we'll flip this thing. Yeah. You know, so I'll miss it. I'm going to miss Club Penguin a lot. I really am. See... You know how I was saying, I mean, because I'm, I'm like, what, three, four years older than you? You're 20, 24, you're two years. Oh, 
I, I, uh, I always think you're like, I, I know you're younger than me, but I thought you were like I a, thought you were quite 20, a bit. I, I thought you were 26. I am. Oh, you just said you were 24. No, I'm 26. Why'd you just say you were 24? I thought you said you were 24. No, I'm 22. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're, yeah, we're four years okay. apart. All right, we're four years apart. Right, yes, so yes. I was... You were born in 1990 or 89? Yeah, 90. 90, okay. So I was part of the, you know, I was like a preteen or like, what, th- what, maybe 13, 14 when Club Penguin was there. So like I said, like I had an account. Right. And I would, I mean, I would play the mini games, but I was one of those kids that would cause like issues yeah because i'd yeah. be like you know <laughs> suck on my beep you know <laughs> stuff like that and like oh that's funny just to like be a jerk to right like the little right kids <laughs> look at me i'm cool when in reality it just makes me the loser yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but and then i remember like the uh to this day there's like really funny club penguin videos and little like uh, still pictures of people like saying bad yeah. things. It's, yeah, it's funny. I don't know. It, I mean, it shouldn't it was, be though. Cause it was so cool. It's Club a pure was... innocent little kid game. Right, right. <laughs> but a lot of fun though. A lot of fun. They yeah. the original developers of it really cared about it. You could tell that they really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I'll miss it. Yeah. And on that topic, another MMO that just closed down a couple days ago is Ashron's Call, and this is a big one. You saw the video. Of that old man. Oh man, yeah. I, I it like I was like, oh, I might tear up here. A I little know bit. feeling, er, er, feeling, but seeing that old guy, like you could tell he was really sad at the very end because she was like, "Will you miss it?" And yeah, he's like, and he's like, "That's enough recording." Yeah, you know? let's turn that <laughs> off now. Um, for those of you who don't know what Asheron's Call is, I'm sure you know what World of Warcraft is. World oh, of yeah. Warcraft is the current biggest MMO. Uh, and its existence can partially be attributed to Asheron's Call. Asheron's Call came before it. It was one of the first open-world MMO games, and uh, it 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 started in I think 1997 or something like that. So it was 20 years old, and they finally shut it down. I'm surprised it lasted this long, to be honest. I'm not, because it still has a huge. It still had a decent sized player base. And they were still updating the game, oh, so it's I, I odd. It's odd that they would shut it down, and a lot of gamers are upset that they did because they were still paying for it, you know. And they thought things were good, and then they announced that it was shutting down. Oh. So, yeah, there's a video online of of an older gentleman who has he played it since the beta in '96. Yeah, and he said in the video that he had like. 70 something characters yeah he was playing on multi screens like different characters yeah he'd have like three or four copies of the game running at once so he could have like his own squad running around and playing yeah and you know he was talking about how he was going to miss it and how he'd built friendships with people from like 15 years ago he was still playing the same game with and how all of that was going to go away an entire life he had built virtual life he had built is just gone with a flick of a switch just done. And uh, and for people who don't regularly play games or have never been in that atmosphere, it might sound weird that someone would, you know, like, oh, it's a virtual life and there's friends that are online, they're strangers, but this is the world we live in now. And there's still real people playing the game. If you're a person who spends a lot of time playing this game, they are real friends. They're right. real people. Right. And it, it's something you're investing your time and energy yeah. in. and literally your money in some cases so it's still very real for those people yeah and people tend to devalue that type of thing because it's digital right 
digital is just another form of thing. I mean, you know, it's there. It it, it weighs down your hard drive. A full yeah. hard drive weighs more than an empty one. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they devalue it, but it's something he spent 15 to 20 years doing. So, I mean... That's a lot of time. Yep. Yep. And he's an older guy, so... Imagine how sad people will be when The Simpsons finally ends. I mean, not that it ever will, because we all yeah. know Simpsons will go forever. But people are going to be upset. How is that different than a video game? Right. So. I, I think, it. I think honestly, a video game is worse. It, well, you're, like people yeah, would miss you're it worse because you're interacting. Right, you're if changing you're, it. Yeah, if you're... Well, you know, if you love a show like The Simpsons, you're just watching it, you're enjoying it. There is a community, but most people, you know, they don't, they, they don't talk outside of, like, their own close circles with people who are, like, watching the same show as them. Right. Video games are way more involved, and people are really, really love them. So it's, it is actually more emotional, I feel like, when, you know, Asheron's Call gets closed down or a game gets, the servers get shut down. It's pretty, it's pretty impactful. Yeah. I had a few more things, but in the essence of time, uh, I'm going to cut them out. Maybe we can revisit this topic again someday because nostalgias, we could talk about nostalgia for hours. For real. Like seriously, it's, it's, and it's enjoyable to listen to too, because there'll be people out there who will be like, oh yeah, I remember that. And they'll be feeling the same way we are. Right. So uh, we'll revisit that again in the future. But for now, let's do song of the week. My song of the week is a classic. It's an old one. Can't really say it's a classic. It's from the 90s. I've been on a uh, hair metal kick lately. Listen to a lot of that. I came over, I think, last week or the week before, and you were playing a, a playlist you said you had made of yes. hair bands. Good stuff. Love that type of thing. Uh, unappreciated, in my opinion. Hair metals. there's some good tracks in there. And mine comes from a band named Firehouse. They are a lesser-known hair metal band, I'd say, but I know of them because my parents used to listen. They had a CD called Firehouse's Super Hits, and they listened to that a few times a week for three or four years of my life. Not even wow. kidding. They really like they they had like fifteen or twenty CDs. They cycled between uh, when they were like in the mood for music and or whatever. So I grew up and I knew all these tracks. And the name of my song is Don't Treat Me Bad. So as you can see, it's got some pretty rocking guitar and, uh, it does. you know, lyrics are talking about how this girl can do whatever she wants, but just don't treat him bad. Treat him good. You know, be, be good to him. Uh, it's fun music, you know, uh, not depressing like a lot of other music tends to be. It's uplifting and mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the way it sounds. Yeah. I was telling good, you earlier, I like the music. cadence of it. Yep. Yep. That's about it for my song of the week. Nothing super crazy this week. Uh, you know, I, I, I normally come with a lot of, you know, songs I'm really passionate about. Um, and I'm, I'm passionate about this one, but not as much so as I have been in the past. I, I know you saw that I was struggling 
picking the song of the week. So. Yeah, for the first but I know, time. I know you're I know you're excited about yours, so get yeah, to it. Yeah, I am because I actually uh, am pretty happy that I I say I discovered them, but I a friend on Facebook posted this song and I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Look into it a little more. He only has two songs and they're both really really good in my opinion. This guy's just starting out. Okay, the artist's name is Grandson. First off, I think that is such a weird <laughs> artist name, a little, but it it's memorable and cool, I think. It's just, who are you? I'm Grandson. I'm your grandson. <laughs> I'm Grandson. He's a 23-year-old from Toronto, I think it was. And the track title is Bury Me Face Down. Set the town on fire till my troubles got trouble with me Thinking that they've won It's only just begun When I go into I like it. Yeah. I think it's a good song. I, I had reposted it. It was the first grandson song that I heard. Did you tag me in it? I didn't tag... I, I tagged you in the second one. I tagged you in Bill's because that's his other track, the only other track he has right now. And you listened to both because I had reposted the other track that I had posted earlier, which is Bury Me Face Down. Yeah. You listened to both and said you preferred Bury Me Face Down. But you, but you said you liked them. I thought uh, I said both. I liked Bill's more second one no i know no? you didn't okay i know you didn't because i at first liked bearing me face down more but i kind of like them both now at the yeah. same but anyway guys um check him out because i honestly think that if he keeps this up and i keeps think making he can tracks, oh yeah joe does too for sure as soon as he drops a debut album i think it's gonna catch on and i was just looking at spotify he has i think it was in the hundreds of thousands of views now when I heard him, what, last week or two weeks ago, maybe, it was, I could have sworn it was in the regular thousands. So one of his tracks must have hit the radio and That's people impressive. are looking into him. Yeah. But I think he, it's really going to catch on. He's probably working like crazy to get an album out. Yeah. Because if he, if he loses this momentum he's starting to gain, mm-hmm. you know, he could miss his chance. That's true. But they're both, so yeah, uh, guys, check it out. Bury me face down. I'm definitely going to link that whole thing in YouTube like we always do anyway. And I'll try to link Bills too because it's just that Notable good. mention. Notable mention for sure. Our discussion piece for this week is a topic that people love to talk about. People love this type of thing. And it's... We're, we're, we're just going to talk... There, there's not really a direct point we're going to talk about. We're, we're just going to talk about being an introvert or being an extrovert. And like I just said, people love talking about this. There are tons of quizzes online. Are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? Yeah. And I just... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's the same thing with like astrology like we were talking about before the show. Well, it's not... I know what you mean. But it... It's not exactly like astrology because, I mean, there is science behind it and it's about your personality. It's where you, basically, it's where do you gain your energy when you're by yourself or with your with, when you're with like big groups of people. Yeah. 
Or that's how I've had it explained to me, and it, it does make sense to me. But, um, I mean, go ahead and tell me what you... Because you thought of the topic, so I'm sure you have, like, an idea of what you want to say. Well, I do, and I was hoping... I chose this because I was hoping that you and I would have differing opinions. Because I like when we when we were on the opposite side of the table on things. Gift purchasing? Yes. Although we kind of, like, came to a compromise. <laughs> we did. Then. We did eventually We understood each other. Right. We y Yes. Which I think is the goal of any debate. Oh, absolutely. I'd like to say that I came up with this topic on my own, but as a lot of thoughts that I have do, it originated from Reddit. Right. Um, there was a Today I Learned um, a few days ago, and I have it up here. It says, Today I Learned, if you don't identify as an extrovert or an introvert, you might be an ambivert. An ambivert, uh, ambivert, ambivert, I don't know if I'm saying it right, is moderately comfortable with groups and social interaction, but also relishes time alone away from a crowd. But I feel like that's literally everybody. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. The very top comment on this says, so like a person? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you're not an intro or an extro, you're a person. And that got me, you know, thinking, why do we have... These labels like this at all. Why do people have to be an introvert or an extrovert? Because people love being they part love of They love labels. Group. Everyone loves labels. Because it makes them feel a part of something. Right. And I just don't understand why it can't be, you know, certain people are comfortable in certain situations and others aren't. That's what it is. But what it is is uh, introvert to extrovert is definitely a spectrum. And... Where someone is an introvert and could be just like an introvert-leaning person. And now I'm kind of talking like politics, right? <laughs> or someone could be an introvert and be way, 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 we'll call it far left, like introvert. Uh, it still means that they're introvert, but maybe the person in the middle can handle, you know, a moderate size of a crowd and right. things like that. I don't know, man. I still feel, personally, and this is where I thought we were going to disagree, I don't... I think the only reason introvert and extrovert exists is because people like labels and they like to be able to say they're part of a group because I personally love being in groups of people. I love social interaction, but I also like time alone in a room on my computer playing games. Right. And I don't, I feel like everyone's like that. I don't believe, I'm unwilling to believe that there is a person out there that loves to be in a group of people 100% of the time, or there's a person who likes to be alone 100% of the time. No. Um, so that makes, me, that makes me feel like there can't be these labels, introvert, ambivert, extrovert. We're just people. Well, Certain people like different situations, and they're going to like a different amount of time of it. Why associate a label to it and say, well, I'm an extrovert, or I'm an introvert, so I need my alone time. No, just be you. If you need some alone time... Lock yourself in a room and read a good book. Have some alone time. But don't label yourself and label others. <laughs> I, see, I, I see where you're coming from. And I actually kind of agree with the ambivert thing. I don't think that's... I feel like an ambivert is just like, like it's a, a pathetic, regular it's person. It's a pathetic excuse to still apply a label. Yeah, like, oh, there's is. no label that fits me. So hmm, I'm, just I'm in the middle. I'll ambivert. be an ambivert. Right, I do think that's really silly. Um... But no, I, I actually do think that there is real solid points to 
the introvert and extrovert thing. Just like, uh, like politics again, liberals and conservatives. There's like certain values and certain ideals that people either believe in or just have it as part of their personality. Because as as we grow up, uh, as we have troubles in our lives, uh, as we change, our, our brains mold and and grow. Our personalities differ. Right. Um, me, for instance, I'm very introverted, and I have no problem calling myself that because I actually might. I don't know for sure because I've never been like diagnosed, but I actually might have like some sort of like social complex or something because I I hate it. It's very uncomfortable for me to be in a large group, especially like you know how. For instance, when we saw Rogue One, I was very hesitant to go because it was opening weekend. I'm glad I did, but it was very uncomfortable for a little while until I got sitting down and like w- yeah. watching the movie. Yeah. Because I don't like crowds. I don't like noise. Um, so like dancey clubs, I, I say dancey clubs, like uh, nightclubs that are focused around like loud club type music and dancing. I am extremely uncomfortable the entire time, and I just want to leave. How did you enjoy the church's concert we went to, out of curiosity? I remember you noticing that I didn't, like, dance or anything. You weren't dancing like, I didn't at all. Go. I, I enjoyed it, but part of, like that part of me still exists where I am not completely comfortable. I can't completely yeah. open up and be myself in a group where there's so many people around me. I don't know. And there's loud music that I love, right. but it's still like, it's all there and it's all a lot at once. Yeah. Overwhelming. And yeah, it can be. So I, I, I think when people say, when people really like insist that they're introverted or, or extroverted, it's when they have like maybe something like that where. It's very clearly one side or the other. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm an introvert. I'm never... It's very, very rare that I could just... just... That I could be like, yeah, you know, I would love to be in a huge group. Like, you know what I mean? I never want to do that. I just don't think we're going to come to a middle ground here. Because to me, you sound like a person who just doesn't like crowds. You don't sound like an introvert. Well, yeah, but that's what an introvert is. Because... That's it's someone who gains energy from being alone and they don't like crowds. That's what it is. But when you and Adria came to our New Year's party, that's there a were different. people you didn't know here. Yeah. It was a crowd. Would yeah. you agree? Yes, but it's also depends on the setting. So you don't like crowded big places. Public areas, yeah. Yes, that's not an introvert. That's just someone who doesn't like going out and ex- like being in a crowd of big people. This is just it but drives me still, crazy I mean, because we like as humans, we love labels and I just But it's still a thing. It's, it's still not, true. I no, no. What do you mean? I disagree. That's I, like saying that liberals and conservatives are, like that's not a thing. It, they're just people. You know what I mean? Like th- that's how I feel. Because they one, are people with different politics and ideals. Yeah, and, and, but and that's what introvert and extrovert is. It's personality and like your comfort zone of like the scale of social things. I suppose there's a comment that was on that Reddit thread <laughs> yeah, that I would it? love to read because right, it sides read. with me. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta look it up real quick. <laughs> uh, 
This has been a soapbox of my... Oh, by the way, this is courtesy of user flu... Flu excited. Flu, flu excited? Flu, no, just flu excited. Oh, okay. I was trying to pronounce it. Don't make oh. fun of me. <laughs> no, I thought that's what it was. Uh, anyway, comment is, this has been a soapbox of mine for a long time. I think there's an overabundance of stress placed on introversion and extroversion today. And instead of focusing on the individual and what makes one comfortable and not so comfortable, I feel like we generalize those two terms to fit everyone. It just doesn't seem relevant anymore. Why not focus on how anxious around people one might be and subsequently what steps to take to help them improve that response? But basically what that's saying is that is that we should have like sub labels. You know what I mean? Or either that or have no labels at all. But That's the goal. No but, labels. Why do we need a label? Just be you. Be who you are. On. Don't that, feel like feel you like need to fit a group. A Don't argument. feel like you need to conform. But that'll never happen in the history of mankind. There'll always be because we I like know. to define it, it things. Just, it, and it's going to be something then that bothers me forever. <laughs> because yeah. while I feel you have introverted tendencies like the definition of the word introvert i feel like you have introverted tendencies i don't feel like you are an introvert because there are parts of you that like to socialize and an introvert by definition is someone who does not like to socialize that's the definition so you have intro i'll look it up let's look it up we'll just cut out the silence guys introvert a shy Retis, reticent reticent person I've never heard of that word I'm gonna google that word <laughs> a person predominantly concerned with their own thoughts and feelings rather than with external things okay that makes us feel that makes introverts seem selfish or something and that's why I don't that's another reason I don't like those labels because if you define yourself as an introvert now you take the pros and cons. Right. Now it. you're a person that's shy and you only think about yourself. When you could rather say, I have some introverted tendencies and I have some extroverted tendencies. Right. There are situations where I think about myself. There are situations where, where I don't. So instead of labeling yourself as an introvert or as an extrovert, just be you and say, yeah, I have these tendencies one way or another. Yeah. That's my beef. That's true. Because I would true. never want to be labeled as an introvert or extrovert or an ambivert because I especially on ambivert it's like I'm I'm not I'm not one of those things I'm who I am I enjoy being in crowds I also enjoy being alone there are certain situations for each yeah I don't know I under I I get where you're coming from I, I totally get where you're coming from but I have no problem at all saying because because I know that if someone's an introvert like I just explained earlier like I would say I'm like a, a moderate introvert on no. the, on the scale. You are you with moderate introvert tendencies. Well, whatever. <laughs> but it, it, you know what I it's mean. It's a minor but detail, I know, but it's still something that <laughs> yeah. gets me fired up inside. So I felt like it was a good topic. Yeah, it topic. is. It is. I had no idea you felt that way. You're very. You're like very logic driven, and I. I feel like I am, but you're like beyond that. Uh, <laughs> Very like. Can you if, can we like edit something in, warning Michaela to stop listening to the podcast for a few seconds so she doesn't hear you say that I'm logic driven? Because I can see her now going, "Yes, someone else agrees with me." Yeah. I'm very logical. Always have been. Always will be. Uh, well, I mean, I know, but I, I, we're not just talking about like logic over like emotion or sentiment but we're talking just like 
like you can't let an idea be a thing if they ha- if it doesn't have like <laughs> solid concrete things i mean you you don't like the idea of just leaving something vague as an idea vague or something general no that's what I don't. I, I'm, I'm getting no. from you everything needs to be defined <laughs> yeah everything needs to be labeled <laughs> in an <laughs> unlabeled way <laughs> wait a minute no if my everything that i said i'd never be <laughs> a crisis <laughs> i do have a couple examples i wrote down um so I think I just want to like read them because I, I kind of wrote them down word for word. Uh, <laughs> you took the time, so let's hear them, even yeah. if they're wrong. Well, I won't read them word for word. I'll just kind of like use it as a basis. But when I think of introvert and extrovert, one of the first things I think of is the difference between me and Adria. Because she is much more extroverted than me. So she has the, all right, so I don't trigger you. Is she is <laughs> she has I'm over more here twitching extroverted tendencies and I have more introverted tendencies. Um so we see that conflict, or at least in the beginning of our relationship, we used to see those conflicts come up quite a bit. And the way I solved it was me just sucking it up, which in this case is totally cool. And I, I wanted to do that because my philosophy in this particular thing is I don't want to stop someone from doing something they want to do just because I'm a hermit, a hermit slash (laughs) like slightly uncomfortable because of my personality doing something. You know what I mean? So when she would all, when she would want to go to a club with our mutual friend, Brittany, who will probably be a guest at some point, way down the future. Hey Brittany. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. She's definitely, she's definitely listening. She listens all the time. (laughs) So when she wants to go to a club with her, I, I'm always like, oh, all right. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to go because part of it is for security. Like I want to be with Adria, make sure she's safe and everything. And what little time I have with her, because at this point we only see each other on the weekends because we live so far apart. Um, I want to be with her no matter where it is, even if it's in a place that I'm not comfortable with. And the hardest part for me is making it so that sh- she still has a good time because when I'm extremely uncomfortable, I'm just that weirdo guy sitting at a table by himself waiting for the night to be over. And then she feels bad because I'm sitting there looking like a weirdo and not, you know, on the dance floor with right. 90% of everybody else. And, you know, she feels the need to come sit down with me and everything. And, and, and it's appreciated. But then I feel like, you see, if I, if I wasn't here, she'd have a better time. So right. it's it's such a conundrum. But that's the first thing I think of. I think it'll be easier once you guys don't live so far apart. Because right. you'll be cool with like her going to have a girls' night and you not going. Like I, I can understand where you're coming from because Mikhail and I used well, to be Well, there's creepy dudes, man. There are creepy there's dudes. There's a lot of creepy dudes. Yeah. Yeah, there are cre- some creepy dudes. And uh, you, you want to be with her whenever you have the chance to be. And I can definitely see where you're coming from there. So... Yeah, I would have probably done the same thing. I did do the same thing in certain circumstances. I did not want to go to prom. Oh, yeah. I went to prom, though, because she wanted to go. (laughs) Wait, so we both didn't want to go, and that's how we ended up meeting each other. Yeah, and we sat at the table and talked pretty much the whole time because we didn't want to be dancing or doing whatever you do at prom. That is so awesome. She ran around with her friends and took photos in the selfie booth or whatever it was at the time and dance i think i danced to a few songs because i don't mind dancing dancing's kind of fun but Mm -hmm. for the most part i just wanted to sit 
I just, <laughs> I honestly love spending time like one-on-one with people or in very small groups and just like discussing things like how we play the Jackbox party games and just like have fun, hang out, play board games and talk. That's my idea of fun. Yeah. And that's a lot of people's idea of boredom. That's like what they do. I could never, I could never feel that way. Yeah. A lot of people, honestly, there's a lot of people who would not prefer to do that. They'd be like, Oh, that's like plan D, you know, that's my plan A. That that's what right. I love doing. Right. See, and that's why I think that I'm a you know, and everything with some extrovert and introvert tendencies, because I like going out and doing stuff like concerts and you know hanging out at people's houses and stuff like that. But I also like spending time in and playing games. Right. Absolutely. So. All right. I guess it's time to wrap up the show. Um, at this point, Joe and I have been talking quite a bit about the past couple of weeks about possibly introducing the concept of seasons into the show where you're watching a TV show and you know, you'll have season one and then there'll be a hiatus for several weeks and they'll, you know, they'll gather their thoughts and come out with some more quality content later for the same reason that coming back to our standard format from guest episodes is so refreshing. It's going to be so nice to possibly, you know, have like 25 episodes and take a month or or whatever it takes to gather our thoughts, maybe poll you listeners and restructure our show to be something greater. And it'll give us a re-energized feel to the show. I agree. Right. And and like you said, we have talked about this quite a bit. And I know the first worry that comes to mind is, oh no, hiatus. What if they never come back? Exactly. That's not going to happen. It won't. I am really heavily enjoying this. We've done this. We have... We have recorded since before Thanksgiving. Consistently every single week. Every week. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not happy. even a little bit bored. We're this doing great. This is a lot of fun. Because we're seeing our progress. Right. And just recording, I can see how much better we're doing. Listeners, it might be harder for you to tell because you don't see what we see when we see the raw data and we edit. But we used to cut out so much more than we cut out now. You, oh, yeah. You were just telling me... Uh, Joe's in the process of editing episode eight. eight. Yes. And he barely has to make any cuts now because we're just, we're used to this now. We're getting used to our format and we're able to not ramble on as much or leave in as much silence. And we don't want to abandon that. You know, we've gotten good at it. Why would we stop, you know, as we're starting to get into the swing of things? Sure, our audio quality has been a little all over the place go, yeah. but we don't have a professional place to be recording this so we're recording it in my computer room on a mock setup so right. i think it sounds pretty good given the equipment that we have mm-hmm. and i'm happy with this and i know you are oh yeah and i don't know man i i even like the idea of doing seasons like giving it a break and then like you said re-energizing and, and just brainstorming instead of hanging out and recording Hang out and brainstorm and right. come up with awesome exactly, ideas. Exactly, because we still need to keep that habit of getting together once a week and right. doing something with the show. Right. So, yeah, I, I I would say to definitely expect seasons right. at this point. Yeah, we don't know exactly where we're going to stop right. season and one. And we haven't mentioned it yet because we were still discussing it, but I think you were right in bringing it up now that uh, that's something that we're probably going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. Just so that it's not going to surprise people in the right. future. Right, right. 
And so people don't think, oh, they're just quitting. That's <laughs> not, not the case. No, we want this to continue to be as good as it can be. And that means taking a mental break on occasion. Right. Thanks for listening this week. I think we had some good conversation. I got a little riled up there at the end over introvert, extrovert. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nostalgia, it's always important. We had some solid songs of the week and we had a good discussion. Right, and I hope you listeners enjoyed it as well. Um, especially first episode back in three weeks in our standard format. I feel like we're coming off from it feeling really good. I haven't felt this good about about a solo episode since probably eight, which I still haven't heard yet, so I don't know <laughs> if it's good. <laughs> but, all right, well, I suppose it's that time. We'll see you next week, guys. Catch you in the next one. Before we leave you guys, I just wanted to leave you with a nice recipe for an ELT sandwich. First, I'm going to want you to take two slices of fresh-baked sourdough bread. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. You're going to get two thick slices of easy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Get (laughs) Get a couple heads of listening, tear some off, and put it right on the easy. Mmm. Tastes so good. Chop up your tracks. Chop them. Stereo. (laughs) Put it all together. You get your easy listening track. Your ELT sandwich. Bite in. Good night.
can do bases. This is the last resort. There's a song of the week right there. Suffocation, no breathing. <laughs> Family friendly song from Papa Roach. Family friendly song. <laughs> <laughs>